Hey, thanks for tuning into the So I Was Thinking podcast. If you would like to support us, it would really mean a lot if you could subscribe and share this with your friends and family. With that being said, let's get right into the episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our very first episode where we are going to tackle subjects and questions that we have about our faith and that we have about Christianity. And we don't always get to ask or have this conversation. So my name is Felipe. I'm joined by Rowan. Hey, guys. And uh, today's episode actually is one of Rowan's questions and Rowan's ideas. Um, We are going to talk about God's plan. Cue the Drake song. Um, we're not going to cue the Drake song, but God's plan and our entitlement towards it. So Rowan, what are your thoughts? We, we talk about God's plan and how he's sovereign and how he's good and he has a plan and a purpose, but sometimes we feel like we have a right to know what that plan is. Yeah. So we often, we often think to ourselves that like, God owes us something that like, um, and this usually, this comes from a place of struggle, right? You're like struggling through something, um, in your life. You're trying to, um, I'm trying to find the right words for it. You're trying to overcome an obstacle and it seems Mm. really hard for you. And you're like, God, why are you doing this to me? God, like, I don't think you know what you're going or I don't think you know what I'm going through, or, like, you have thoughts like that, right? Where Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like God's listening, it doesn't feel like God has a plan, it feels like God's just winging it. Um, And, like, that's okay, it's okay to have those thoughts. Um, It's okay to doubt God a little bit, it's what you do with that doubt that really counts, because... You can either use that and make a definitive answer in your faith that I'm not going to go through with this uh, race, as Paul would put it. Um, Like, I'm not going to go through, I'm not going to fight the good fight because I don't think God has a plan. Or you can use it to um, grow your faith. Mm. Um, And I think... I'm using the word faith a lot. And I think in this whole thing, um, there's three things that I kind of want to talk about. Um, and they all kind of feed into each other. And the three things are faith, thankfulness, and peace. So I'm saying, so I've been saying like, you need to have faith and you hear it a lot. You need to have faith in God's plan. Um, but that's a lot easier said than done. Um, Mm -hmm. It's it's hard to have faith in God when it feels like your whole life is falling apart. Um, and so that's where thankfulness comes up. Um, it's a practical way that we can uh, grow our faith. So, and I'm going to steal this from my dad. Um, he always says that throughout your day, Jesus always gives you little gems. And if he's not if you don't see the little gems that God gives you each and every day, then you're not looking hard enough. So Mm. like I've been, I've gone through and have been going through some hard stuff and like, I'm lying awake at night thinking, when is this going to end? Like, 
I don't think God's real, like all this stuff. And so yeah. then, then I start praying, right? And oh, I always start my prayer, prayers with thankfulness because it humbles me. And so I remember one night I was really mad at God and I just start and I was about to just go off and just pray. And I, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to start out with being thankful. So like I started listening one thing after another and like soon before I could even like get my rant out to God, I was like, hold, like, hold up. Like, wait a minute. I'm <laughs> like, who am I to think like, and I kind of like, I, I just thought about like how grand God is. And I felt uh, kind of foolish thinking like, who am I to think to tell God, I don't think you know what's going on. Cause like mm-hmm. God obviously knows what he's going on, but I didn't realize that until I grounded myself in thankfulness and That's that good. feeds into my other point, which is peace with peace. You can have peace and thankfulness. The more thankful you grow, the more optimistic you can be. It gives you the sense of peace. And I remember like the day, the week, um, after I had that experience of just like, I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for that. I started being really intentional about looking for the gems that God gives us throughout each and every day. Mm-hmm. And I really had this sense of peace over my life because, um, and you can kind of look back to the Israelites as this example. Cause we all, we always laugh at them for being like, you guys literally walked on dry land through the Red Sea, like, and then decided to worship an idol however many years later. Like, how can you do that? Mm-hmm. And, like, we laugh at them, and then we do it in our own lives. Like, God has, at least for me, God has had so many experience, experiences in my life and has really, like, moved me in so many different areas and yet, like, I still doubt him because I forget of all of those things that God has done for me. So mm. when I'm thankful for, like, what God has done in, my, in the past and is doing right now, I'm able to see what God is doing for my future. And, um, and what I mean by that is, like, yeah, this sucks really a lot right now. But if I look at my past experiences... Like, God is trying to help me grow in this area. Mm. Um, and so, what am I going to do with that? And I think you can kind of have peace, a sense of peace with that. Because, um, you know, like, when, when you're going through that, um, and I'm not saying this is easy by any means, but, like, um, Oh, I lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry. <laughs> through through that, you can you can have peace and you can have faith that what God is doing is good. What God is doing is for the better. Like everything you're going through right now um, is shaping you into becoming a better person in the end. Um, yeah. Yeah. But let's, that was. Let's... Oh, go on. That was kind of my main thought. Uh, continue. I was going to say, let's backtrack a little bit. Let's talk a little bit more about faith, right? Because faith is interesting because as Christians, 
we are faced with this incredible task of being asked to trust in and believe in somebody we don't know, somebody that we don't, we haven't met for ourselves. Um, and yeah, like for the most part, like you can have an experience in a moment with God, right? But um, you can hear God speak to you and all all of this stuff. But like for the most part, when we, when you start off as a Christian, you're being asked to believe in the words of somebody from 2000 years ago and his friends that say that he's the son of God, that he has a plan and purpose for your life. And that he's going to use you to transform the world around you. And, and, and as he uses you, he's going to shape you into his likeness and into his image. So our faith, our, our, our belief system is kind of crazy from the get go. Right. But then he asks us to give, give him all of our lives and, and trust him with everything that we have. And that's where faith comes in because I mean, like trusting somebody is hard enough, right? Like I've had friendships and I'm sure you've had friendships bro. that like you, you put all of your trust into them or at least some of your trust into them. And then they do something where it's like, man, I don't trust you anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, it's like, it takes so, it takes so long. I think for us as humans to build trust in people and it's so easy for trust to be broken um, but then with faith, we're, we're being asked to trust in, in this God that we have never seen, heard, or, you know, touched, been in the same room with from the get-go. And, and he said, no, trust me, I'm going to do something. Um, and, and his plan for us, you know, as we read through the New Testament, is good. And he says, hey, listen, like, my plan is good i'm going to do good things in your life but then life still happens right like even though god promises that he's going to do good things in our life like life is still life and even though god is is working things out for the better of you know like like paul right writes he, he's working all things out for the good of those who believe in him and trust him and love him life is still life and life is still marred by sin and and yeah. because of that, like we have we we have this God that says trust us, and then we have a family member that gets diagnosed with cancer, or we have, you know, like, um, we have this God that says trust us. I have a good plan and purpose for your life, and then we have a relationship that doesn't work out, or we have a job that doesn't work out, or we have you know, like the economy crashing, or we have coronavirus, and all these plans that God has for our lives are supposed to be good. And then we're called to trust him. And, and yeah. the crazy part is like, if we were to define faith, um, one of my favorite authors, Bob Goff actually posted this yesterday. He said, faith isn't figuring out what we're able to do. It's deciding what we're going to do. Even what we, even when we think we can't. Right. So not just about like our personal decisions, but like faith isn't, if I'm being honest, like there are a lot of times I'm like, God, I don't think I can trust you to do that. Right. Like, God, I don't think I'm able to trust you to do all the things, especially like in my circumstances, like you start, you just start living life and, and things don't go the way you expect it. And then you think God is going to leave you high and dry. And so then you get into this mindset, like, Hey, you know, um, I don't think I can trust you, but it's deciding to trust him even when we think we can't, even when we think that he's not going to come through, even when we think that it's not going to be good. And I think that's, that's a great, it's a great thing that you brought up, like thankfulness, 
right? Like thankfulness reminds us that God is exactly who he said he is because it reminds us of what God has already done. It's funny that you bring up like the Israelites because right after they, they crossed the Red Sea, they, they made a, they made an altar and they put an altar and they sang songs and Miriam has her song recorded in Exodus. Right. And, and I think it's Exodus chapter 19. And it's a song like singing about what God had just done. They've been enslaved for 400 years. God frees them from slavery, brings them into a new land. He parts the Red Sea, does a, does a crazy miracle that they all got to live through. And then they build an altar. They write a song, you know, like, you know, yeah. it's like, Mama, you just killed all the Egyptians. I don't know. But, you know. Um, yeah. And <laughs> and then they sang a song. It hit the top charts because there was only them walking through the desert. And then <laughs> as as they go through, you know, like the rest of their journey, God is always telling them to build altars so that they can remember what God did. And God is always, and the crazy thing is like, eventually it feels like they stopped remembering what God did. And that's what led mm, them astray because yeah. God was always saying, remember what I did and instructed him like, Hey, build this altar right here so that you can go back and show people what I did. Like show people what, you know, like when I brought you through the Red Sea, like, let's go back. Let's look at where it actually happened. Cause we put an altar there. Like when I did this, this, and this, like, let's go back. Because, you know, God told us to build an altar. This is where he did it. But over the years, those altars got replaced with idols. Right? And so, like, yeah. their expectation, and instead of remembering what God did, they were expecting somebody new to do something better. But God told us to remember because he wasn't going to give up. He wasn't going to fail. And if we remember what God did, we can expect him to do what he's already done. That's good. And so I, I think it's crazy that you brought up thankfulness because when you go back and you remember, Hey, God got me through this. Hey, when I was down and out, like God showed up. Hey, when I had no money in my bank account, somehow I had food on my table. Like when, when this relationship didn't work out, Hey, God opened up a new one. When, when I thought that I was being abandoned, like God showed me, I wasn't, you know, like all of these things. And God tells us to remember all of those things, because the truth is life does get hard. Right. Like life isn't fun sometimes, you know, like for me, all the examples that I shared about when life's not fun, like that was real. Yeah. You know, like like hearing, you know, like some of those things like relationships and cancer and blah, blah, blah. Like that stuff is real and it's happened to me. And so it's like, why? What is God doing? You know, like and you just get frustrated and you try to and you and you try to justify that God is not good anymore because now life doesn't look the way you expected it to. And that's the complete opposite. Right. Because God is still God. And, and for whatever reason, we as humans, we think we're entitled to know what comes next as if our minds could ever begin to comprehend what actually comes next. Yeah, it like, um, it's funny how like when things when things don't go our way, we immediately assume that like God's that we know better than God, like that God's mm. plan is silly, and it's mm -hmm. it's kind of funny to think like like in my experience, it, like so many times I've just been like, who am I to think? I know better than God. Like, mm -hmm. let's be real. Like, I rarely do I ever make 
good decisions. And mm-hmm. I, and yet I still think I know better than God. Like, mm-hmm. no. Um, I have the, I have a verse that kind of correlates with what we're talking about. It's James 1, 12 through 13. And it says, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. When mm. tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. And I think that's really important, like uh, verse 13, about how we should not say, God is tempting me. Because God, mm. when we say tempting, that means like evil, and God is not evil. Everything God has put into motion is good, and we need to believe that, and we need to trust that. Um, and I think, um, like this, this doesn't just apply to faith, but I think your mindset has such a huge control over your life. And when you get into the mindset that God is tempting me or God is trying to mess up my life, you're going to start living your life like God is tempting you. And that's going to drive you further and further away, but you need to. Like, you need to get your mindset straight. Um, and I think that's really important because I see a lot of people, like, who don't have the right mindset, who have kind of skewed mindsets. Um, mm. But that's kind of a it's a different topic. Um, yeah. And, and you know what's crazy, too? Like, that verse that you brought up about how God doesn't tempt us and 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 it always reminds me of the story of Job. Like this topic always reminds me of the story mm, of Job, yeah. especially one of my favorite chapters in the entire Bible is Job chapter 38, where finally like Job caves in to everybody telling him to like suck it up and die and complain and, 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 you know, like say his last words to God and die. And he does. And then God lashes back out at him not in a bad way, but to answer his questions, right? So, so Job, he's like, God, like, who do you think you are? Why would you do this to me? I was good. I was faithful. I, you know, like I gave my tithes and offerings. I showed up to church every single day. Church was open. I never missed a service, you know, like, and he tried to justify why his life should not go the way it did. And in Job chapter 38, God is like, who do you think you are? You know, yeah, like I'm, he's I'm like, looking at Job 38 right now. He's like, he's like, like, were you there when I decided how far the sea should go? Were you there to tell me where I should draw the shoreline? Were you there to tell me where to put all the stars in the sky and what to name them? Like, who do you think you are, Job? Like, you're going to complain with the mouth that I gave you? Like, Job, yeah. settle down, homie. Settle <laughs> down. And, yeah, and in just... the end... Oh, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, like, I'm just kind of skimming over Job 38, just reading some of the stuff. And it really correlates to, like, what we're saying about how, like, we sh- we shouldn't have this entitlement. Like, we know better than God. But continue. Right. And and we think we know better than God. And then, like, what happens if one day, like, we we sit down and we have this conversation with God? Actually... I mean, this is, this wasn't in our notes at all, but like, this reminds me of a conversation I had with God. Like, you know, like just recently, um, I want to say three months ago, 
um, I was laying in bed and I was complaining about how my life was going. And I was like, God, this isn't fair. You know, like coronavirus hit and I feel like you took this away. I feel like you took that away. I feel like I'm losing this. Like, who do you think you are? Like, you were supposed to, like, this was the year you were supposed to do some really cool things in my life and blah, 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 blah. And I was laying out my plan for my life to God. And I was like, you're messing up. Like, what? I should have sent you another PDF. Like, you should have got this, like the updated version of how my life is supposed to happen this year. Because I don't think you read it. Maybe I should have CC'd you or BCC'd you or, you know, tagged you on Instagram. But I think, like, I think God still uses facts. I should have faxed it to you. <laughs> you know, like, like, I, like, where, where do you get off going off script, God, you know? And, yeah. and I, and I prayed and I was like, God, you took all of this away. And, and like, without like missing a beat, I heard God whisper, to me like and what if i took it all away what if i took everything you loved mm. away do you still trust me and in my in my in my head i was like i mean i've read job chapter 38 i know i know what the answer should be right like i've read the book i i've read the bible i've i know what the answer should be i know that i can trust you i know that you are good i know that you you do have a plan and purpose for me but in my heart, I was like, God, I don't trust you right now. Like, it's not fair. This yeah. isn't how I thought it would happen. And isn't that like where the danger comes is when things don't happen the way we thought it would happen? Yeah. But I like what you said. Like, if I took it all away, would you still believe in me? Because that's the ultimate question, right? That's That's what faith is all about. If everything was taken away from you would you still continue to have faith Mm. and i think when you approach that with like an honest heart and you honestly think like am i that strong and if not where can i get stronger if i'm going to be serious about this like what what areas of my faith do i need to strengthen Mm. because and I think that's where like honesty is really going to help because if you're, if you're not honest with yourself and you're like, yeah, if God took everything away, I'd be fine. And then God does take something away. Like it's gonna, it's gonna rock your world. Um, and it's gonna all come crumbling apart and, uh, it's going to be very humbling to say the least, but um, not to say that if you approach it humbly and honestly, that it's not going to happen. It's, it mm-hmm. probably will happen, but it's good to remind yourself every once in a while, like, where are my priorities? Mm-hmm. And I mean, like at the end of the day, like we're, we're talking about this, right. And, and the truth still remains that God is still good. And we face curveballs in life. And we get sidetracked because life happens. There's no avoiding it. Like Jesus never promised to save us from life. He promised to give us eternal life. But I mean, like in, in, in the book of Matthew, he tells us like, hey, listen, in this world, you're going to face trouble. You know, like 
he told us from the get-go, like, hey, listen, if the world hated me, it's going to hate you. If, you know, like, if I had to face this, you're going to have to face this. No master or no slave or no servant is greater than his master. And so, like, if we're following Jesus, I don't, it's funny that we get this expectation. And sometimes maybe it's, like, the church's fault, you know, like, that we've we've sort of led people astray. And we've started preaching a message sometimes that, like, hey, Life is going to be great if you follow Jesus. Like you'll never, like your bank account's going to be full. You're going to have a, you know, vacation beach house in wherever you want in the Caribbean islands. You know, like and it's, it's like that's, that could happen. You know, like God, God does do that for some people. Some people that is their plan and purpose in life is to be a blessing and to be blessed or whatever. But like for the most part, like Jesus never promised that. As a matter of fact, like the only thing Jesus promised is that we would die. Yeah, All of his disciples got called to follow him from the get-go. And the only thing he was like, hey, listen, if you lose for your life for my sake, I promise you, you'll find it. I promise you'll find real life. And they're looking at him like, so what do you mean by lose my life? Like, am I going to have to die? And he's probably like, yeah, you know, like, because I'm about to die. So we're all going <laughs> to die. And we're going we're gonna to be happy in heaven forever. That's the reward you get. But I promise you, the life you find if you die right here, right now for me, and not just physically but to your plan and to your wants and to your sin and to whatever this world has to offer like if you die to that stuff now i promise you and like the the cool part is that if we die to that stuff now god promises that we would still find life in this lifetime like we don't have to wait to experience the goodness of god until we get to heaven or until jesus comes back Right. Like we get to experience God's goodness on this side of heaven, but it still requires us to leave our plan and our wants and our needs behind Mm -hmm. and trust him. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I know I said it, you know, I'm kidding. (laughs) Uh, All right. So back to humbling yourself. (laughs) Yeah. That's going to be next week's or next podcast <laughs> episode. We're going to talk, talk about, about humility, humility and how I'm the best at it. <laughs> I'm yeah. the most. We are um, the most qualified people to talk about humility. <laughs> I've never been more humble than the most humble person ever. So, <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of So I Was Thinking. If you enjoyed it, feel free to like, subscribe and share with your friends and family. And I can't wait to see you next time. Peace out.